Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hi, and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. It's Paige this week, and I'm here to talk about affirmations, what they are, why they're important, and then give you a formula to start creating your own. Last week, Lindsay and I did our Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself workshop, which was incredible. And so many things that we talked about in there revolved around mindset and our ability to provide ourselves self-compassion and grace while we're on our parenting journey. And a big part of learning to control our own emotions is getting in the right headspace to understand where they're coming from and where we're going, which I think is true about a lot of things. So today, that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, I talk about affirmations a lot. And I get a lot of questions about it, like it's just woo-woo. And one of my favorite things is to talk to people about it's not woo-woo. We're not just woo-woo, right? Okay, so positive affirmations are easy to define and to put into practice. So as as a brief definition, they are positive phrases or statements that help us challenge negative thoughts or unhelpful thoughts and unhelpful patterns. So practicing them every day, multiple times a day should be quick and easy to repeat for yourself. So a lot of people love them because they're motivating, they're encouraging positive change in your life, they boost your self-esteem. Specifically, they can be really helpful if you find yourself caught up in negative self-talk. So a big part of what we talked about in our Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself workshop is that when our brain is offline, it's shutting down because now we've lost it. Shit has hit the fan, flipped our lid, whatever whatever metaphor we want to use because there's a million out there. Your higher brain goes offline. So you're flipped into a fight or flight response. When you're in this response, your brain is scanning for all of these um, threats, right? Safety threats. And so your brain cannot tell the difference between a physical and emotional threat. They're perceived the same. So when you're in fight or flight, losing your shit with your kids, you are an emotional threat. And when, and because you're naturally like your brain is wired to scan for those, you're naturally in this place where you're looking for the negative or the things that are going to go wrong. And this can be really hard, especially if you've struggled with a lot of anxiety. Anxiety is your brain actively in fight or flight a lot. Um, or depression. So as we're talking about the fight or flight response, something I want you to keep in mind is this is a biological response in our body. Our brain is so incredibly powerful. What we think and believe can change the biological responses of our body. And that's kind of what we're trying to coach you into doing when we're, we're talking about checking in. So when your brain is triggered in the fight or flight response, you're escalated, distressed, overwhelmed, you flipped your lid, whatever you want to say, Your body gets flushed with this hormonal cocktail. And I talked about this in our workshop also. So I, the way I describe it to a lot of clients I work with is your body is drunk and you are flushed 
with this hormonal cocktail and your heart is starting to beat really, really fast and your breathing speeds up and the blood is pumping through your muscles, it's getting ready because it either wants you to fight or flight, okay? And so when that happens, it takes a while for your body to metabolize the hormonal cocktail it was given to be sober again. Okay, I'm going to use the drunk sober analogy. So you're drunk. Minimum, minimum. 30 minutes to an hour for that to really metabolize for you to kind of get back. But if you're somebody who uh, struggles with anxiety or who has a lot of traumatic experiences where you're in this situation a lot, your body's flushed with this, this hormone chemical or sorry, this hormonal cocktail so often that it takes longer to metabolize and digest. Okay. So that means it's going to take longer for your body to get back to a normal resting state. If you're somebody that has experienced a lot of trauma, if you're somebody who struggles with anxiety, your body is so often in this phrase, then now things really seem black or white, good or bad. And often you see the danger and the skepticism and the negativity on those sides of things. Okay. This speaks true to me um, postpartum. So like I really struggled postpartum after my second baby because I was um, grieving the loss of my sister-in-law. Quickly after I had my second baby, one of my best friends and my cousin-in-law lost her firstborn in a traumatic birth experience. So I was grieving that. Um, and I was so just short-tempered. And so it really increased my postpartum depression and anxiety to be having these experiences and then to have my hormones, you know, post-baby trying to re-regulate in your flesh. Um, so I don't know. Totally lost my train of thought, but I guess it wasn't meant to be here. But then if you are somebody who has experienced a lot of this or an intense amount of this, it takes a long time for your body to metabolize that hormonal cocktail that kind of gets you drunk, um, drunk on the high of rage. Anyways, <laughs> and you tend to see on the more negative side of things. Okay. So when we talk about positive affirmations, I'm not just telling you woo-woo. I am telling you that there is a scientific reason behind why this works and how this can help adapt and challenge your beliefs to help flip you, flip your mind to see on the brighter side of life. I'm pretty sure that's like a commercial song or something. Okay. Anyways, back to, back to the topic at hand. Is there science behind them? Yes. Are they magic? Yes. Okay. Maybe some of you will say, no, believe what you want to believe, but I say yes. So positive affirmations require regular practice if you want to make lasting long-term change in the way you think and feel. So the good news is that practicing your affirmations um, generally is very widely accepted, and it's it's also like part of a positive psychology theory. Okay. So one of the main theories that they talk about when we discuss positive affirmations is self-affirming theory. So there is real studies based on data where we can maintain kind of this sense of who we are by affirming our belief in positive ways. So basically what that means is we have a general belief of who we are and that how flexible we can be to take on different values or close to our values. And so let's just dive in. So self-affirming theory has like three main ideas that I want to share with you guys. And then I'll move in to like the formula I want to give you to start creating your own. So we covered what are affirmations, right? So they're positive statements or beliefs about how we want to behave. 
and that's why they work. Okay. Um, we're talking through what they are, why they're important, and then just a little formula to help you start using your own. And then you can shoot me a DM or even Lindsay. Lindsay knows so much about this. Lindsay is a queen. Also, yesterday was her birthday. Um, so I need everybody here to shoot her a DM to wish her a happy birthday and how grateful you are that she's in your life. Okay. So self-affirmation. Basically, this is a general belief about ourselves. It's a story we tell ourselves if you are into Brittany Brown show. It's a story we tell ourselves that we are capable of changing and adapting to different circumstances. And this really makes up our self-identity. Okay. When you are trapped in the anxiety or the trauma brain, you lack that ability to believe in the flexibility that you are capable of adapting and to view those as positive, like positive self-traits to help you adapt to what's happening in your life or in your world. Okay. So self-identity, just like I kind of I just talked about, is not the same as having a very rigid like self-concept of, I am a student, I am a son, I am a daughter. Self-identity, so that's self-concept. Self-identity is flexible because we want to see ourselves as capable of adopting and adapting different identities and roles as we grow. This is kind of the concept that we grow and change with our experiences um, and that we hope to grow and change and continue to evolve as people. So this means we can define our success in different ways too. So this is really good because we can see different parts of ourselves as being positive and adaptable to different situations much easier. Hey, so the second thing um, is that maintaining a self-identity is not just about being perfect or excellent or achieving these high marks and all the things that we do. It's about being competent and capable in different areas that we personally value. So that's why um, positive affirmations are about what you value uh, in order to be moral, flexible, or good. So like how you're defining yourself is flexible based on what you value and who you want to be. And then we also what happens when we're maintaining this level of self-integrity or when we're establishing these self-affirmations for ourselves is that we start acting in ways that authentically acknowledge and live in alignment <clears throat> with what we value. So like when you're discussing positive affirmations, we're not saying I'm a responsible parent because we want to get that praise from people we say that because we want to, in our brain, deserve that praise. So now we're subconsciously changing our actions to live in alignment with that value. So I am a calm, or what is my favorite affirmation is I'm a patient present parent because I feel like that's what I really struggle with. Okay. So <clears throat> what I'm doing, I am a, a patient present parent. I am creating a narrative. The story I'm telling myself is that I am capable of being patient and present despite what's happening. So I'm flexible. I'm adaptable. Okay. And now because I created this and I am telling myself this, I start to act in ways that, that will live in alignment with that value. I am acting more calm. I am acting more patient. I am consciously choosing to be more present. Okay. So that's kind of a little bit of the reasoning and science behind those affirmations. And if you want to get like really down and dirty into the science, which is a big thing that I love, I'm going to have to find like a positive outlet for my nerd and me, but it suggests that they, there are real changes in our neural pathways 
when we practice self-affirmations. So like our brain actually changes in the specific area of information processing where we become, it becomes more active um, and we consider more of our personal values. So that's pretty freaking cool. So when we choose to practice positive affirmations, we're better able to view circumstances that might threaten that view of ourselves or even like people saying things to us, like negative things to us, all those like threatening situations that your brain would log as a safety concern, we're able to see them um, in a more positive light and we can sift through information about ourselves better. So that's kind of like the big science behind it. So just to recap, we have a general working knowledge of who we are and what we believe about ourselves. And in order to maintain and sustain that, we practice very specific things. So we create a story about ourselves, okay? And then based on that story, we understand, like we start to create the belief that we are flexible and capable of change and adaptation. And then because of that story we tell ourselves, the belief that we're flexible and able to adapt, we start to subconsciously act in ways that are more aligned with our values, which is where your affirmations come into play. So just some general benefits in case you didn't know. Self-affirmations have been shown to decrease health deteriorating stress. So it's a stress relief. Okay. Affirmations can, have been used effectively in interventions to change your physical behaviors. So like as we continue to, to talk to ourselves about how we behave, our behavior changes. As we continue to speak into the values and the, the people that we want to be, we want to deserve to be, right? Because we still in our minds are like, oh, I'm earning this about this story of myself. I am a patient present parent. So now I'm going to act as a patient present parent. And that actually, it's a whole cycle. So we start to see threatening situations or messages from others with less resistance and more flexibility. So we're less likely to dismiss harmful health messages and accept them. So a really good example of this, when I was doing some research for this podcast, was it talked about people who smoke, like they um, did a test where they monitored the, the brain waves, And when people who smoke cigarettes would see like warning commercials about the dangers of smoking, when they practice positive affirmations, they responded less defensively to those messages and more accepting to them. Isn't that interesting? So we kind of bring down our armor. Of, uh, Bernie Brown is all up in this podcast. So like hit me up if you know what I'm saying. But we, we bring down our armor, that protective layer where we have to continually be on the defense and protect ourselves. And um, we're more accepting of information because we're no longer just scanning for danger, right? We're starting to flip our brain out of that. So we're not seeing everything as a threat or everything as a danger. We're more accepting and we're able to sift through information to adapt on how it aligns with our values. It also helps you have positive academic achievement. So if you're struggling in school, continuing to, to speak those things into yourself, um, and then obviously lower stress and rumination, which is a big thing when you struggle with anxiety is that rumination because you're challenging those negative thoughts and those negative patterns by um, practicing positive affirmations. Hey, what I think is also funny is I really, really strongly believe in manifesting 
Um, and the law of attraction and bringing energy in. So you act in ways that you want the energy, right? And so positive affirmations and manifestations are a really big part of that for me. So magic, but also <laughs> there's science, science. So really a big part of that is, is manifesting or believing the things that you want to become. And that is where your affirmation statements come from, right? So you are living in alignment with that and your behavior starts to change to become the affirmation that you continue to tell yourself. So that's kind of the nitty gritty right there. So there are some myths, I guess, about affirmations. Just give you guys some more information. So self-affirmations are the best said every day. Okay. Bottom line, there is no hard and fast rule about timing or frequency when it comes to affirmations, but they do say that repeating them up to three to five times a day can reinforce your positive belief. And then even writing them down in a journal makes them more powerful or saying, practicing them in a mirror. Okay. Can they help with anxiety and depression? I've kind of touched on this a little bit. Positive affirmations aren't meant to be cures for anxiety and depression, nor are they a substitute for seeing, like, I recommend you reach out to your doctor or your therapist, especially if you're really structuring, uh, struggling, sorry. Um, but they do help. So what it is, is positive affirmations are introducing new and adaptive cognitive processes, which means you're introducing new concepts, um, and like change into your thought process. And it helps to restructure your thought process around certain things. Just a cool thing to support that is there was a study of cancer patients that they did that suggest the spontaneous self-affirmation had a, a positive, like a really big positive correlation um, to their feelings of being hopeful and hopefulness which we know plays into your physical health. Also, not saying that positive affirmations cure cancer, of course. But when you're doing well mentally, you do better physically. And that is science. So sometimes um, positive affirmations can be helpful in boosting your self-esteem. But there's always a but right? So they have to have purpose. They have to connect to your core values. So if you pick something really vague, like, gosh, what would be something vague that doesn't apply to me at all? So one that really applies to me is I'm a patient present parent. Um, I was going to say I'm a good dog mom, but that's also really important to me, guys. Okay. So you pick something like, I am a triathlon runner capable of doing anything. Okay. That is not a personal value of mine. I value physical health, but I don't care to be a triathlon runner. So me telling that to myself isn't going to give me the same effect as if it's something that connects to my core personal values. Like some, these are examples of some affirmations for myself. I'm a patient present parent. I am a patient understanding partner. I am a compassionate friend. Like these things are really important to me. And these are things that I want to be reminded of and I want my actions to live in alignment with. So that's just a little bit about positive affirmations. 
and what they are, why they're important. Hey, so they're important because they help us change the structure of our behaviors. And so when you have a goal, especially in parenting, and I talk about this with a lot of my um, parent coaching clients, when you have a goal within parenting, it is connected to your core values, your positive core values or your personal core values. And uh, being able to tell yourself a positive affirmation about the, the parent you want to be or the parent you hope you show up as will conscious, unconsciously, subconsciously help you change your behaviors to live in alignment with that value. It helps you be online. It flips your brain out of that fight or flight mode so you're more likely to be present and aware of what's happening for you to continue to show up as the parent you want to be. And that's kind of like a big part of what we talked about in our workshop last week also, is that when you are working really hard to show up as the parent you want to be, something that will help you are those positive affirmations because it helps restructure your behaviors to live in alignment with those values. Okay. So I want to give you guys a, a really quick like affirmation formula, I guess you could say, that I kind of, I have, because it can be hard to come up with your own. And they're just really simple phrases, but I just want you to finish the phrase. When I did a free class in my Facebook group, one of the things that I did when it came to self-care was a mission statement or burnout. Because if you're not living in alignment with your values, you're going to burn out. And that's true in parenting, just like it's true in the world. Okay. So we did kind of a self-integrity assessment. Like, are you currently living in alignment with your values? And this is how you know. So we did a mission statement, basically, where you just finish the phrase and that outlined some of your values. And then you just did a real reflection on, am I living in alignment with this as a parent? And if not, how can I start to make changes? So I am living in alignment and I'm decreasing my parental burnout like the instance of my parental burnout. Okay. Let me pull it up. Okay. So when you're thinking about positive affirmations, it can be really difficult to just decide what you want them to be, but I don't want you to overthink it. I want you to, I use positive affirmations. Here it is. (laughs) Okay. So I want you to finish these phrases. Today I am. Today I will. And today I am going to. And you can change today to this week. Um, You can leave it out and just say I am. I will. I am going to. And I want you to just fill in those phrases, the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, the second part of this is I do want you to journal because I want you to create a reflective process. So these are your affirmations. Today I am a patient present parent. Today I will try to stay stay off of my phone. Look, that's mine. But today I will be more present in the moment. I'm here with my daughter. We're doing like a little one-on-one trip. So we pick up one of my friends from the airport. And I want to just be in the moment with her. So today I will be in the moment. I will be a patient present parent. I am going to. So this is your plan affirmation. I am going to limit distractions on my phone 
and I don't involve her. Okay. And then at the end of the day, and you can have these for a week. It did like there are not a lot of strict rules around affirmations, guys. Okay. So I want you to really tune into yourself and see what feels best for you. But then I want you to reflect at the end of the night, right in your journal. What were those affirmations? And then I want you to find instances where you were able to act in accordance with that affirmation. So you acted in alignment with that value and write it down. Okay. And do this. Continue to do this. Continue to notice and reflect the change. And there will be a difference. Okay. So before I hop off of here, I just want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank you for a wonderful Check Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself workshop. Um, we will continue to talk reparenting and calming our own emotions in our Facebook group. But also, I want to continue to end with our mom fails. So I'll start with my personal mom fail last week. Let me make sure my daughter isn't around. Okay, so my mom fail last week was my daughter lost one of her teeth on daylight savings. And so I was like, really, I was just really busy, you know, parenting. Anyway, so I was really busy and she wakes up in the morning and the tooth is still under her pillow. And she was like, mom, the tooth fairy didn't come. What happened? And I was like, you know what? Daylight savings happened. The tooth fairy is probably just running behind because of daylight savings. Like just go put it under your pillow and eat breakfast. And I bet she'll be here in no time. And I was like, this is why you shouldn't have daylight savings. Like that sort of thing right now. She'll tell me why certain things shouldn't happen. Uh, but hi. Guys, <clears throat> I almost got caught. <laughs> she came downstairs. So the perfect moment. But while she was eating breakfast, I slipped it under the p-i-l-l-o mom is out there get me right now and then she found it and was like oh my gosh it's here she was just running late and then i accidentally had a peruvian peso in there so it really just solidified my story so, <laughs> so that was my mom fail for last week thanks for hanging in there while i had to pause so here are a couple mom fails from some moms in our community. And a mom fail, if you guys haven't caught on yet, is literally just like an embarrassing moment where you're like, well, there we go. <laughs> so here we go. We were shopping on a busy Saturday afternoon in Costco, walking down one of the main aisles, and it was packed with people when suddenly my three-year-old shouts, oh, pee, and immediately whips it out. Luckily, I managed to stop, to stop him before he started peeing, and we ran to the bathroom. It was embarrassing, but I can safely say we are 100% potty trained and just working on what to view as a potty. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. My neighbor was over helping to do something on his tractor and wanted to take my baby for a ride. This is when I was still using cloth diapers and I shouldn't, should have went and changed him before I handed him over. I noticed a huge wet pee mark on his lap after he gave him back. I was so embarrassed. And so when I responded, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember when I did cloth diapers, but I hardly doubt that that's the worst thing he's ever had on his pants. No jokes there, ladies. That was not meant to be a joke, but that's also hilarious. And then the original poster said, I agree. He deserved it anyways. He turned out to be a real asshole. And if that's not a plot twist for you, I don't know. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, let me know if you have any questions on positive affirmations, what they are, why they're important, or how to create them and use them for yourself. Signing off. Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time. Hey, it's Paige. If you or someone you know is looking for therapeutic services, I'm accepting new clients in Idaho over telehealth or in person. So go ahead and check me out at www.parentingwithpage.com, skim my bio, and contact me via the contact form. Talk to you soon.